Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. This is producer Tim. Uh, we're a bit light on the ground with people off in uh, Poland already and others just being generally busy. But this evening I am joined by Sean Milligan. Hello. And Darren Granger. Hello there. So tonight we thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about day one's gaming at the XTC and then also we will uh, chat briefly about mine and Darren's lists as we head out to Euros this weekend. So firstly, it looks like a pretty decent day, uh, for certainly for England, uh, USA, Germany, Poland, the sort of teams we'd expect to be doing fairly well at the XTC. Um, what do you guys think? I was going to say, Northern Ireland's in there as well with three wins, and I think this is their first year there, so it's good to see another home nation sitting there on, on that 3-2 and two, uh, bracket in the, t- in the top half. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so we've had five games, and currently there are four teams that are 4-1, and one, which I think is United Nations, Germany, Poland, and Netherlands. Yeah, yeah you've um, got United Nations just topping out there, just based purely on... 300 MOV. Yep, and then there's a, there's a chasing pack on three and twos that include England, USA, a few others. But there are no teams that have lost all five games. Um, with five more games to go tomorrow, I mean, this table could flip up and down all over the place. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of movement that's definitely uh, in there. I, I, I would be very, very surprised if all of a sudden teams down the bottom end all of a sudden won tomorrow because I think consistency-wise, you're looking at kind of uh, just looking at kind of the top eight. Even if you look at the top half, they're all strong contenders that, yes, they could. Anybody that's in that top 10 could make it. I think lower down than that, I think they're going to be uh, clutching at straws. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. Look at the table. Uh, it looks like the top ten teams are all on three and two or better. So potentially it might be an eight and two, or I mean nine and one could win it, but probably eight and two. So you'd imagine that anybody from sort of Lithuania downwards are probably out of a podium position now. But no, it'd be interesting to see. I think England have got Germany in the morning, uh, which will be no doubt a, a very tough round, but potentially you know opens up a, a decent run to the podium for whoever wins that, because there's bound to be really weird pair downs when we get into the sort of the later rounds tomorrow. Well, the pair downs have actually started now because obviously where uh, Germany is pairing down against us, and I think Poland are pairing down as well. It's just a bit of a bad luck draw there that we've been one of the pair downs, which is a little bit of frustration because I think that German squad are adequate review of the lists and it just looks really awkward because I think they've looking at their wins. I know that they're I know that they've won four, but they're only like um, fifteen wins and ten losses. It's like they seem to be limping through a couple of games, just doing the three-two wins. So it just looks like they've just. They've got five of those. I know it feels like awkward squads that are that I think people might not be expecting. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, actually, uh, England and Germany have got exactly the same wins to losses in individual games, both on fifteen and ten. But obviously, Germany have got that all-important additional round win. Uh, but no, it's, it's looking good. I don't think I'm too surprised seeing. Um, seeing the teams where they are you know i think northern ireland probably is the biggest surprise and that's no offense to them but perhaps not the sort of 
the team, you know, the sort of the names you associate it, but it's it's good to see. Um, I think um, it sounds like you know chatting to Bob and Tom briefly this evening. Um, they both had a cracking day and really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, we've not been able to get any uh, interviews out of Bob because, uh, as you can imagine, after five rounds, they're all pretty knackered, uh, and it sounds like it's hot over there as well. Um, and it's probably more to do with the, the fact that it's in a brewery uh, than than anything else. Yep. And I think we all saw the size of the drinks that they were having last night as well, so hopefully they're getting some good rest. Um, yes. I think it's good to see that Bob, I think Bob went 3-2, which was good. Obviously, he managed to scalp De Young, which is obviously always well, making me smile a lot. don't know about anyone else. Uh, I, I'm torn on my loyalties there. <laughs> I think also call out to Mr. Reed, although confusion where his Netherlands roots come from, but I think he's on four one, and I think we I think England was the only team to beat him. So, yeah, he lost out to Julian Hood. Cool. So I think that's probably all we can really chat about the XTC. Best of luck to everybody who's playing tomorrow. And if you're not aware, Gold Squadron are streaming the XTC action. So please go and check that, them out, and obviously support uh, Dion on his uh, world tour as he's uh, jetting around. But um, uh, no, I was going to say Legion Krakow are also streaming. Uh, And I I think think there's a German stream as well. Yeah, I think there's three streams in total. So, I mean, for me, it's it's an incredible show of just how international this game's become. Um, That you've got now a team coming across from the states with well, they had a a GoFundMe set up for it and everything, but with with such good coverage of the event as well. uh, Especially, I know the the other streamers like uh, Legion Krakow, great. But you know, my uh, feelings on uh, Gold Squadron being one of the best. So does that mean next year we're going to try and get Australia over and the other Pacific? Well, I don't know. Next year we'll be allowed. It'll be post-Brexit. So <laughs> so obviously just we won't be invited and everybody else will have it. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Yeah, I just came some Irish roots there. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've been associated with the 40k ETC for quite a while. And although it's the European team champs, America and Australia and you know even further afield have been uh, sending teams over for several years, so it is great to see uh, further sort of a further field sort of teams making it over. Uh, I appreciate obviously it's a big expenditure for them to come over, but I think Europe is possibly the best location for an event like this, as the bulk of teams, uh, you know, are based you know in and around sort of mainland Europe and um, certainly Eastern Europeans. I think it's certainly uh, a lot easier for them to get to, um, certainly financially and logistically, but. Yeah, I mean, you've just got to look at kind of the system opens in comparison. Whenever you stick one in the UK, you attract record-breaking numbers every year, and that's because the ease of travel between the European countries, based on kind of just sheer flying lanes and price, it just makes it so much easier for the teams to get around when it's within Europe. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So I think that's probably all we'll we'll chat about the XTC for now. So should we have a chat about Euros? Go for it. So, I unfortunately couldn't get the Friday off work, which I'm really regretting now. So I'll be leaving. I finish work at four o'clock on Friday, and literally going to go straight to Manchester Airport. Uh, thankfully, I only work in Manchester, so it's not too bad. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be flying out. But I think you're going over a little bit earlier, aren't you, Darren? Yes. So, um, 24 hours less than after we're recording, I will be in Poland. So I am flying over, I think my flight's at about four o'clock tomorrow afternoon from Manchester as well. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get the time off. I was asked to play for Team Wales 
but unfortunately I could not get the time off this week. Uh, I was quite lucky in the fact that my project uh, work has been delayed until Christmas go live, which means I could just about blag the weekend. So I'm playing on Saturday. So I've got kind of tomorrow to get across there. Friday, do a little bit of sightseeing. And then Saturday is game day. I say I, I too are playing Saturday, but I will have no time for sightseeing. And uh, Bob is going to make me up a sofa bed in the Airbnb. And as soon as I get in about midnight on Friday, uh, yes, I'll be head to the pillow and try and uh, yeah get some rest before the uh, the day's gaming. Fair enough. That's a commitment and a half, then, isn't it? Getting there the midnight beforehand, head down up X wing. Yeah, well, make make cut Sunday, win the whole thing, go home. Well, I mean that that would be the perfect one. I mean, what I've already said is that if I don't make the top cut for the Sunday, there's no reason I should. You know, it'd be nice if I do, but I I don't think I'll play in the hyperspace qualifier on the Sunday. I think I will actually just take that day to chill out and and possibly just you know see maybe not sights as such, but just have a chill out day because obviously it's bank holiday weekend. I'm going to be travelling back on the Monday and I'm back into work on Tuesday. And so yes, I'm. I'm completely regretting my life choices at the moment but i'm sure the uh the x-wing and the beer will be good once we get out there yeah so i land in manchester on monday evening and then i drive home empty my case throw stuff in the case and then drive down to luton airport to fly to france for work uh so i'm in france next week so uh, yeah bit of a, a lightning turnaround for me well, I'm staying at home, so I'm going to be doing very little for three days. Maybe go to IQ and just be a bit sad that I'm not in Poland, uh, frantically looking at the internet for results. So, count yourselves lucky. <laughs> well, thankfully, there's lots of good streams. I think I saw uh, First Earth as well post up a picture today, so I think he, uh, Simon might be out there streaming as well. Um, so oh, okay. So I reckon, you know, if they've got three or four tables being streamed over the weekend, that. You know, that could, that could get a fair amount of coverage. but um, Yeah, and the good thing is, because it'll be a, a tournament of this size, um, I mean, you've got, obviously, Gen Con, that was the US equivalent uh, a couple of weeks ago, but that was probably quite a, a little bit closer to the points update, whereas I think we're now going to start to see more of a meta form over the next, over this weekend, for sure, because it's the, the biggest thing, really, before Worlds. Do we know how many are flying at Euros? I've not seen the total lately. I don't know the total number, but I think it's a couple of hundred on day one and a couple of hundred on day two, as in Friday and Saturday. Fantastic. It just proves that if you don't have it at a con and you've just got basic costs, you get more people. Yep. Insert rant. Yeah, I think the numbers I saw, it was something like 170-ish on the Friday and about 240, 250 for the Saturday. I'm not sure what the cut is, if it's going to be the same amount each day don't think it's number of wins like the system open i think it will be a top x amount um, yeah so um america when they did it at gen con they they ended up having seven rounds which is going to be quite intense and especially when i come on to talk about what list i'm taking but yeah so they had seven rounds and you had to go seven and oh or six and one to make the cut ouch did but did they they didn't have two days of qualifying did they or did they they did have oh, two yeah, days of did. qualifying but well, the the issue they had there was that the numbers were were much lower. Um, I think one of the days they had less than a hundred people, if I remember yeah. rightly, at JCon. Yep. And I think that was the sat. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which day, but there was definitely one less than a hundred, and then one about like yeah. like the hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty marks, so quite low. 
So, on that note, which lists are you taking? You've obviously hinted it there, so I suspect it's going to be a swarm for Darren. So, for me, it is absolutely a swarm. It, it is, uh, it's It's not really much of a secret. I absolutely love CIS. They are probably my favourite faction. And I am taking a CS swarm, not a traditional CS swarm, because there's not a landing strut or uh, energy shell in sight. It's basically uh, Captain Seer with all the toys. So, um, Solus One, Impervium Plating, and Suicide Droid, uh, which is effectively when, um, I can't even remember the number of him now, I just commonly refer to him as Suicide Droid. Is it that a beautiful six dice? Range one. No, no, not oh, 404. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't just no. high 404. I love 404, but uh, this is the tactical relay. The tactical relay is TA175, which is after a friendly ship at zero to three with calculate on its action bar is destroyed. Each friendly ship at zero to three with calculate on its action bar gains one calculate token. Now the beauty with that is, with Captain Seer, you obviously want calculates because they've got it's the equivalent of crack shot if you're in bullseye. And so the kind of the thought process behind that is I've taken three of the Trade Federation drones, which are the PS1s, and then I've got a mix of Separatist drones and Precise Hunters, which are the PS3s, to kind of out-PS my opponents. So things like the Sinker Swarm or the other Vulture droids that are commonly running at the, the PS1 droids. Um, and the Precise Hunters in, in the games that I've been playing with them are phenomenal so for those that don't know, the precise hunters are when you perform a, an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may reroll one blank result. So they have built-in Predator. So I've got some ships there that have got built-in Predator, and then several of them, are, whoever needs it, has got crack shot. So you basically don't want to be in their bullseye. That is definitely not traditional. That's no, absolutely. Um, I, I've not really seen anyone run a precise hunter, but for the sake of a few extra points... The, the games that I've played against it, um, I, I played a tournament up at um, Element a few weeks ago, and then last weekend I did a just a, a, a small store kit event um, there and came up against another swarm that had shell cases. But obviously, I got to move first because I've built it at 199 points, which means most other swarms are built to 200. Uh, so I have the choice: I get to move first, my PS1s go in a block, uh, and then the PS3s shoot the things that don't have an action. Yeah, I think nice. um, yeah we we played at the Element event and it was the first time I'd sort of gone against a proper droid swarm and yeah very interesting very interesting build. Shall I go over what I'm flying? Go for it, Tim. Yes. So the Mighty Morphin Inferno Squadron are being rested at the moment as I sort of try and have a look around at what I want to fly and they didn't fare too well at nationals in the extended meta so I fancied a change. And I've currently been running 5A wings. Uh, so Colm has been wearing me down with his uh, enthusiasm over the 5A wings. And I will be rocking its Tally, Greer, Zari, two Blue Squadrons. Everything is advanced optics, everything is heroic. And then we've got Crackshot on Tally and Greer to make it 200 on the nose. And I am really loving the A-Wings. I had a bit of a tough tournament last weekend at the Ready Room event where I went 1-4. and four. Just 
had a, a tough sort of couple of games in the middle of the event and then kind of just didn't really sort of couldn't be bothered towards the end uh, you know just my positioning as such uh, where I was in the event but no I, I enjoyed it and uh, I've got them painted up in the Power Ranger livery so they are ready to rock um, I've actually varnished them and the dial covers this time so hopefully they'll last a bit better than the uh, the TIE Fighters did but now that's that's proving to be a fairly decent uh, list and uh, quite an interesting one very different to the TIE Swarm although it is a swarm itself it's it's a much more it's more like angry bees you know sort of they're just sort of buzzing around and boosting all over the place and just generally just getting in the way and yeah no it's 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 been quite good fun yeah i i flew the um the five a wings just prior to the points change the hyperspacing crew that i won with them and they're phenomenal just for time on target they are they are great and that consistency of having the the optics built in there as well is great i mean they've lost a little bit of their punch since the points change with the with the loss of lulo but uh one thing that i did try and i probably should have mentioned it before now tim is um drop the crack shots and uh put intimidation on to uh zari bagel whatever yeah. his name is bangle yeah uh because he wants to fly into things anyway and at that ps3 he, he's great at just kind of flying and blocking and he then just uh, it's a force multiplier because you're you're kind of reducing the agility obviously with the intimidation of whatever it is you you've bumped into no, that's interesting. I think it's yeah, you know, possibly I'll, I'll have a look at it. But um, Greer and Zari have really grown on me over the last few weeks. To when I sort of first picked up the list, it, it kind of felt that that sort of Tally was the main man or main lady, I should say. Um, you know, and you know the the main focus of the list. But actually, um, Greer and Zari do so much more work, and Tally's more a supporter for them. You know, with with her ability to add the extra green dice. Um, so Greer, after Greer fully executes a manoeuvre, you can spin your arc for free. And that just means that you can spin, focus, and then boost. Or you don't have to stress yourself to spin your arc and get the focus. Um, and then, like you say, Zari, being able to do an action after you bump with the sort of the close rocks and, you know, some lists where you're playing swarm on swarm it gets very, you know, everything's bumping. And the fact that Zari can bump and still focus rotate or focus and boost past, um, yeah, she's she's great. Uh, really, really yeah, uh, it, job. If you'll, if you'll remember back to our game at Element where my list I'm taking to Euros and your list, there's a reason I went for her first. Yeah, definitely, I can see it. Definitely can see it. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, this was great practice for me because it's the first time that I say I, I played the... Uh, the droid swarm properly and it was good to uh, give a bit of a run out yeah i mean i stepped away from the a-wings just because well one for one reason i i couldn't get my head around tally uh, um i i know exactly what you're saying for me i was not using tally to the best of her ability i, I was all about uh lulo and greer because they were they were the best two in my mind but also because i didn't have that much time to practice with the resistance i've kind of done a little bit of a gamey thing where I'd be quite happy if, um, since they've announced the prizes, I'd be quite happy if I got some of the faction prizes for the CIS. Like, if I make the cut, great. But actually, there's probably going to be fewer CIS players there than there are resistance. Uh, and that was kind of my thought process behind it for why I chose them as a faction. Yeah, I think that's also one of the reasons why I've jumped off Imperials. Because I took Imperials to Nationals, went 3-3, three, three and three, I think. And 
finished 17th, I think, in Imperials, and basically walked away with nothing from the event, which was uh, left me a very sort of bitter taste. Yeah, I mean, I I made the cut with Rebel Beef at Nationals, and I just got the the um, the Dutch card. Like that, yeah. that was that was it from 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 making the cut. I mean, afterwards oh, um, there was more prices, but sorry? I was, was going to say you also got the Vader Luke card as well. Oh, that's when I knocked you out, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Funny enough, yeah, I was, I was waiting for that. I was going to say, I also made it with me. You beat me. <laughs> and by the way, I think the youngest after that, Vader, Luke, alt card. No, I might have a chat to him this weekend then. But, uh, Dep- really- depends where he's got with uh, finding me an American wife. Really quick question for Tim. Obviously, with you flying the five A-wings, are we going to go and see some beautiful alt art cards for them as well? Like you have in Fino Squadron? maybe so um we'll see so steve thorley's been doing the inferno squadron for me and we're a bit backed up with getting the inferno squadron done so possibly probably um see how the meta pans out and what i fancy taking to worlds really if i don't take the inferno squadron to worlds i think i definitely want to take the 5a wings as maybe a second list for like um, side events and stuff but i'm not sure what my main list is going to be at the moment so we'll try and probably get some cards done but as um i think steve still got three or four of the inferno squadron to finish if i then ask him to start banging out uh <laughs> their the resistance it might take a while but yeah I, think- I mean my 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 plan for worlds is obviously at the minute i'm hoping that the nantex comes out in time and that's why uh, you might notice a lot of the ships i've been flying recently cis swarm with with um captain seer the crack shot mechanic and jedi with the calibrated laser targeting is to just get as much practice as i can in with that bullseye mechanic because for me it's going to be about grievous 404 and um sunfac um that that's that's basically the list that i'm going to be building around and playing around with for worlds and with obviously uh sunfac the best way of maximizing his ability is with that bullseye Cool. So I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Uh, just want to say best of luck for everybody playing in day two of the XTC tomorrow. And also best of luck to everybody taking part in Euros. Uh, if you see any of the SIF takers around, please come and say hello. Um, I might have some of my uh, alt art cards. I've got my Hellrunners and my Iden Versio. So if anybody wants to do some trades, I'll be certainly up for that. And yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week with some uh, shows based on the Euros. Uh, We probably won't be back out on Monday, uh, mainly because myself and Bob are out playing the Euros. But also it's bank holiday in the UK. Um, So what we might do is we might leave the show till Tuesday and then perhaps do a show Tuesday, Wednesday next week. But we'll see how it all pans out. Um, Colm might fancy doing some editing over the weekend. We shall see. Anyway, Hopefully I'll be able to give you an interview over the weekend about how I won it. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's nothing nothing like a bit of confidence, eh? (laughs) Indeed. All I need to do now is find my passport. Uh, see, I I, had, uh, I got myself a new one, so I, mine's all good. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Sean. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Darren. Bye for now. We'll see you next time on the Sift Takers Snapshot Podcast. Yeah.
Scree, scree, scree. 